piss on everybody's chips a little bit more. Oh, those mm. are nice, soggy piss chips. Do you want some more piss on those chips? It's Billy Brexit. Hey! You don't see white dog shit anymore, do you? Oh, I do comedy while I'm pissing on your chips. Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Chef of Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host, confused by the fact that No Not November ended at the same time as Movember and proceeded to celebratorily... No, wait, let me start again. (laughs) (laughs) I ad-libbed and it was bad. I I shouldn't have ad-libbed. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Chef of Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host... Confused by the fact that No Not November ended at the same time as Movember and proceeded to shave off his willy, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? Good. I'm good. I'm so confused. I'm so confused by both of those. It will grow back in December, though, I guess. Here's hoping. For your sake and everybody else's. I think for the world, it's an important thing. Thanks, Rich. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm all right. Yes. There is some wild, wild weather here uh, at the moment. Uh, so that storm Arwen, she keeps, oh, she's still putting it about. <laughs> cheeky sod. <laughs> she's a real cheeky sod. She certainly is. Should we, should we, I mean, we've got, uh, this is a weird weekend. There's not a match this weekend, but uh, I know. I know. We sort of, we sort of oddly got a fair amount to talk about in the way mm. of. Uh, news, <laughs> a midweek match that bears some discussion, and uh, we also decided to, as we've done previously, uh, combine a slice of the action in the cup with a slice of pizza from Papa John's, uh, assessing their two main products, uh, which is a lower league football cup and uh, pizza. Uh, so that's... <laughs> We're weighing up, you know, what are they? What is Papa John best at providing? Is it cup football or is it yeah, pizza? You know, bread with cheese on it. Let's find out. Well, you know, then we're going to answer mm. that question today. And uh, so, without further ado, I reckon we got to. Uh... Breaking hoo hoos. Break some hoo hoos. First up, we're going to deal with a contentious issue. <laughs> what's, what's that, Rich? Um, which is which is the season ticket situation. So mm. uh, considerable furore mm-hmm. uh, related to the fact that uh, the early bird season tickets have gone on sale on very short notice. Mm-hmm. Um, they've gone on sale in December. They've gone on scale on sale with a sliding scale of pricing, um, and so prices are frozen, but only till the middle of December. And this. This has irked some folks. It's worried some folks. Um, I think people have linked it to previous issues, mm. paying wages mm-hmm. in December, which we have seen a couple of seasons running. Mm-hmm. So is this a crunch point for 
the the money behind Chancery or his own personal finances, um, and therefore the fans are being asked to to to, to bail bail them out in this situation. Um, does that speak to other issues elsewhere? And also, you know, pe- people have read it as fairly sort of poor timing in that December is a pricey old month for people buying Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are your feelings? <clears throat> well, I, I think that Papa Chan's got a lot of money, but it's all tied up in uh, Tuna Books, which is obviously you know, one of the new altcoins that's coming out in the <laughs> uh, the crypto the crypto sphere, <laughs> which is having a big having a big pullback. So. No, I, I find it interesting, but I, I. So it's really interesting to talk about the financial misgivings for the club. More for me because I know I'm probably in a bit of a, a privileged position. Um, I think both of us, me and you, are pretty, pretty, really well privileged. Yeah. So yeah. I want to kind of give that as a, prov- a proviso before we get into any discussion mm. about this. So for me, it's less of an emotional thing, just more of a um more of a kind of financial planning but this yeah. seems to be we i mean we've had a lot of 10-year season tickets five-year season tickets yeah I, i've lost of track of what level of what kind of level of badges uh kind of apply to products Club like 1867 was another attempt yeah wasn't it? yeah so many ways to get the sheffield wednesday uh paying public to get them to pony up for for the future yeah um i mean we've not heard anything about any financial misgivings or any kind of no. dilemmas regarding salaries yet no we do have a suspended sentence right which means that if well interestingly if we make it to the 31st of, so it's six points if we fail before the 31st of december it's three points if we fail after that between then and june hmm. um it's in, uh, yeah. So I think there is an element of at this point in time, Chinsiri is not a popular figure in the, within the you know the ecosystem of the club. Um, mm-hmm. You you struggle to find someone that's got good things to to say about him outside of probably Darren Moore, um, and you know even that's fairly limited. Um, so I think there is an element of this is another. It's another thing to shake our fists about, and we 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 don't like this person. So you know, it's a, it's another welcome thing to to shake our fists about. So there's there's a bit of that, as you say, that's the kind of emotional aspect to it. Um, I mean, people have asked for see, for t- season tickets to go on sale earlier previously. So I don't know. It's it's hard because given our historical issues financially, then it's. It's natural, I suppose, to put two and two together and end up with 17 tuna books. Uh, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, on a personal, you know, they, they have kept the, the the ticket prices the same, although mm-hmm. I, I know there's limited or no uh, finance options. So uh, it's, it's tricky. Uh, so on the face of it, though, <laughs> in terms of businesses being run properly and things like that, if you are a business that naturally has a dip you know oh in this month that's our tricky month kind of thing Mm -hmm. finding a way to get your customers to pay early so that you can smooth out the dip is actually quite a sensible bit of financial management yeah Um, i think probably the scaling i think if you'd said they're on sale for this early bird price during december 
and then they'll go off sale and they'll come back on sale in the new year or whatever. I, I, I think it's probably the, it's the sort of rapid scaling up and you naturally sort of think, well, what happens? So this is the first three <laughs> jumps in price. What does the fourth one look like? What does the fifth one look like? And are we, by the time most people would be buying their season tickets, are we in a position where we're looking at it and going, that's a price that nobody's that happy paying? It's, I don't know. It's tricky. It's tricky for that. And I, I fully kind of understand the emotional weight that kind of comes with something like this, like a, uh... You know, football Football is an expensive game. Football is going up with inflation. Everything is going up with inflation, except wages. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's unfortunately kind of how it works. The club were broadly praised for the prices for this season. And despite ridiculous through-the-roof inflation, if you're able to, you know, if you're able to buy in this, that first week, that first window, it's exactly the same price you were paying last year. So actually you're getting a bit of a billy bargain. If you're able to do that, I appreciate there's lots of issues that mean that no, that's not the case for everybody. I'm sorry. Apologies if you can hear hail beating against my window. I cannot, um, okay. That's good. Uh, it's slightly distracting for me, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's a, as I say, I think it's, if we were top of the league and everybody was full of, love for Chancery, like that first, you know, his first season or two or two. Would we have quite the same vociferous complaints? I don't mm. know. I don't know. That's that's my sort of my gut feeling is that there's a lot of, as I say, this kind of I'm an angry man. I'm angry at this man and this is another thing I can add to the the pyre, you know, in terms of uh <coughs> yeah, sorry. <clears throat> Yeah, in terms of my issues with him. Um, so there you go. Do you reckon we, 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 we've covered that in, in enough detail? I think so. I, I do kind of just want to say and put it that, yeah, no, I, I fully understand that it's an emotive thing. And it's. Uh, I think we've kind of mapped out why financially it's practical, but yet it's difficult time for people to think about such things. I think it's the short, I think as much as anything, it's so, it's such a short time between the announcement and the first window. And that first window is so short, you know, six, 16, the uh, sixth to the 13th is, is just such a short amount of time before the, the prices start ramping up. So yeah, I mean, PR wise, once again, the club not doing the, doing the best for themselves. Um, but that unfortunately is, is a deep rooted theme, uh, for so much that comes out from the club. Um, so just in terms of, there's a little bit of transfer business to cover as well. Uh, so Alex Hunt has been out on loan at at Grimsby and I think a bit like Dawson, we were hearing some wonderful reports of his performances, early doors and goals and assists. We're not heard quite so much from him recently Mm -hmm. uh but by and large seems to be playing a fair amount of football at a decent level for a decent team um he's his loan his initial loan is up uh in january uh but also his contract's up at the end of the season so the the rumors as we've seen so many times before there are a multitude of clubs interested in young alex hunt and they go all the way up to the premier league um whether how much of a pinch of salt we take that with i don't know mm. but where do you do i mean i know it's hard because we're not watching him week to week but where do you stand with hunt would you like to see him back and involved um 
Not at this stage. I think it's just you know similar kind of mentalities. Looking at uh, looking at uh, young young Hurst, who's gone mm. found a career elsewhere, and looks like um, he's actually started to start to actually do something at Portsmouth now. Yeah, just in past. time for playing Wednesday. Just in time for playing Wednesday this uh, this coming midweek. And you know the interesting thing is we don't. As Wednesday fans, we don't spend enough time looking at other football clubs, so I can't ever say how much this regularly happens at yeah. other football clubs. Um, but we, we've um, we've seen a fair gamut of this, right? We've seen a fair gamut of we've seen Young Hurst mm. kind of being uh, drug smuggled by Leicester. Yes, you know, um, we have seen you know we've seen Shoran Arihide swan off to Celtic. Yeah. And that's another sort of bit of interest is that they have both supposedly been made available for loan. So that's another. Would we would we welcome them as as January arrivals? Yeah, let's. So I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, because I knew that'd be a thing we talked about and coming into. So let's put a pin in that. And we'll we'll come back to that one. Mm. So, but then we've also seen like a lot of attention for um, at least Dawson. I'm not sure if it was the same for Wildsworth as well. But Dawson was someone who was seemingly gaining a lot of plaudits prior to a very lengthy contract signed for him in Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. So it's it's going to live somewhere on that spectrum. Um, how much of this is a degree of agent talk? Well, that's yeah. It and seems how much to of be this the same is real. Story. That's the thing, isn't it? It's the it's mm, do we seem to have? A, we do seem to have a continued difficulty with having a good appraisal of our youth players until it's too late. Yeah. I'm surprised we're not getting this conversation with Kieran Brennan. Well, it will surely start, won't it? Uh, I don't know whether we've got... I, I may have heard that we've got another, We've got like an option with him, so that, that does put us in a slightly more powerful position that we can right. just take an extra year option. Um, whereas we did that with Hunt last summer, so he's, he's done, done, you know, if we don't agree something better with him. And I think in terms of getting compensation, we have to make an offer. And supposedly we've not done that yet. You know, this is not an active talk situation. This is, he's just not right. heard about his future from the club. But this, you know, very much ties in with the financial dealings of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club. It's a bit, no. uh, it's never particularly long-sighted. It's very no. short-sighted. It's very focused on next week as opposed to, you know, a multi-year yeah. plan that we're looking yeah. at here. So. I don't know. I, I, uh, there's a bit of precursor and there's a bit of thing going into talking about some of the things we'll talk about today. Um, yeah. As someone who, um, one person who is hosting a co hosting a Sheffield Wednesday podcast, of which there are many Sheffield Wednesday podcasts, of which <laughs> there are many people saying very similar things. Yeah. Um, I sometimes get a little bit cut down with coming into this and thinking, I'm going to say the same things I said the other week, really. Yes. yes there's yes. a lot of, there's a lot of repeated themes. I just, I mean, I suppose the, the we we've produced a reasonable young number of young players. I think what's one of the kind of like fallacies in football is that there's a huge, huge difference between somebody who makes a career. We talked about, um, oh dear, what was the former Wednesday sort of youth player that's um, scored against us in a uh, recently big big front man. Oh, um, I know. Sorry. Uh, Vidan Oliver. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, like, he's perfectly fine, and he's had a perfectly good career. He's now coming mm. to, to towards roughly the end of that. Um, 
I, he's probably not markedly better or worse than the sort of players that we've had. So some of the sort of players we've had play for us in the During championship period. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so there's a part of it is like, well, you, you're, you're good enough to just be one of those guys. There's very few special players, but so most mm. of the rest are just kind of making up the numbers. And I think, I think Liam Shaw's probably good enough to make up numbers at this at, at this level or, or maybe even championship level. Um, whether he's special, I don't know. I think I think Hunt could have probably could have done a job at this level, but then we're a very end up with a very small midfield because <laughs> he's tiny. Mm. Um, I suppose I, it's the thing is he's these well, players that are leaving, despite the fact they're linked to all the all and sundry. We would have been much better off if we'd not paid attention to the fact that supposedly Dawson was being linked elsewhere. We would have been much better off if, if we'd not paid attention to being told while Smith was being linked elsewhere. Like, mm. <laughs> I, I don't know. But then, you know, we, you know, and again, similar carrying on with that mentality to look back at those characters we've mentioned earlier. Sorry, I've, I really blank on, is it George Hurst? George Hurst, yeah. George Hurst, Okay. Because I think I get confused because I think of, like, is David Hurst's middle name's Eric? Right. But I think it's Eric Hurst. No, it's George Hurst. Okay. There was no guarantee as to where George Hurst would have gone. Still isn't, really. He's no, there, there still isn't. There still English isn't. But then I think you've seen, you know, in case of looking at Vidal and Oliver, like, it's taken him that lengthy, long in his career to get to a level which we've sunk down to. Yeah. Because we were probably around the championship, League One pushing championship mark around that time when he left the club. Yeah. Because I think it was that 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, like, that's a long time. That would be a long time if we stuck with that character yeah. for him to get anywhere near to the level that we'd needed. I think it's just an element, though, like, so we're looking at, I don't know. Let's say you've got two and a half grand to give to a player per week, and it's Wednesday. You go, you know, you know these young players, so that's a benefit of it. But it's also kind of a, <laughs> also a mark against because you know all the things they're good at, you know all the things they're weak at, you know all the little niggly injuries that they have. Like it's like we need to manage his ankle or we need to manage mm-hmm. his knee. As a club coming in, you just go, okay, he's played at this sort of level, and we can get him for maybe a touch more than Wednesday are willing to pay. And I, I don't know, it's one of those weird things where the unknown is almost an easier choice than... <laughs> it's it's the opposite of better the devil, you know. It's it's very strange. I don't know. But it's not a given. It's never a given that any of these young players will will excel. Just to kind of cover it off, mm. to, I, I know we don't want to spend too long on on, uh, on it, but just in terms of Shaw and, and Uruguide, yes, would you... Would you be interested or would you really rather? Not at this stage, no. No. No, I, I think, unfortunately, there's, there's a lot of emotional backstory with that. That kind of limits them out, um, which I, I think you could probably see as a shame because you could probably see definitely, you could definitely see Shaw and Arahide going to League One clubs and having a decent spell there. It's it's sad for the sake of their development that they didn't join us on this journey. No, I know. Um, for the sake of their careers. Um, but I, I understand the timing. I understand the timing of jumping when the offer's there and when the timing's right. Yep. It's worked out pretty poorly for them at Celtic, which kind of was how I imagined things would go for them at Celtic. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's sad for them. 
but I'm sure they've I'm sure they've got great offers. I'm sure they've got great contracts, great lengthy this. contracts. And then you know, in a certain way, it's a bit like it's it's a bit like what happens in English football with like you can go to Chelsea and you can mop around. You can mop around their youth scheme. You can go on a number of loans, loan deals. If it's Chelsea, if it's Man U or somewhere else, it seems a bit less so. They're a bit yeah. less savage with just far- farming out their players to farm teams. But they still have a bit of that, just not anywhere yeah. near as developed as like Chelsea Football Club. Yeah. But um, you can come out of that and you can have the cachet. You can have it written on your CV that you were a youth academy player at, at Chelsea. And I'm sure for sure in Erihide, they have the same thing with a Scottish lens now. Yeah, you know, that has to that has to have some worth, I would say. There's a yeah. It's I know it's tough for them in that the I suppose the manager changed, which uh <laughs> it's tough for anybody, but oh, always you're taking that gamble as a young player, aren't you? Because mm. they would get chances here. Mm. They would have got more chances here, undoubtedly. I don't know that they would have well, been I... names, but they would have got more chances and I, here. And... And, you know, it's a little bit sad, but I mean, I do think and feel for them. And I I think in a lot of situations, you've got to back yourself. So they've, they've done what they needed to do for the sake of themselves. They've played a blinder. Maybe this is detrimental to their development in their career, though. I don't know. As you say, they could pick it up. It's not a, it's not a death now, but I think I don't think either of them had done enough to make it a sure thing that they were going to be... <laughs> A great level, <laughs> pardon me. Um, but like, I don't think it was a given that either of them were going to be fantastic footballers. No, uh, they've kind no, of cut themselves I... off <laughs> at, a, at a sapling stage, really, rather than being a, a, a fairly uh, pronounced. Mm-hmm. You know, because you look at some of those players you mentioned, Chelsea, Tottenham did a, a lot of that as well. They scooped up so many youngsters from like Crystal Palace and teams like that in the past, and. <laughs> Some of them had great starts, <laughs> um, and, and that's something to live off. I think the fact you played five times for Sheffield Wednesday in a season when they got relegated is probably not going to uh, butter too many parsnips down the road um, <laughs> for you, but there we go. <laughs> um, before we talk about the truly, truly awful midweek match, mm-hmm. uh, we've got some, we can have some fun, uh, but the two are linked in a way because. Uh, one of the surprises of the midweek lineup was Captain Pato. And uh, in celebration of the fact he, he had the captain's armband, the, the social media team have done a, an, an Ask Pato video, which is mm. a true delight. <laughs> Something which I said prior to our beginning talk about what we're going to chat upon today. And uh, just, as a, just as a visual heads up, Rich just takes a big, big lug of iron brew. <laughs> which is, is a, gr- a great segue to getting into talking about Patterson. Uh-huh. But Patterson, Patterson's answers give us more questions than we get answers. He's <laughs> He truly is an enigma wrapped in a puzzle. Wrapped in haggis. Deep wrapped fried. in haggis, deep fried. <laughs> so, so with chips. <laughs> um, I, I mean... So it's it's kind of some standard fare, you know. It's the sort of thing that if we were we were in a better league, might get asked on Soccer AM. But uh, because <laughs> <laughs> because we're in the arse end of nowhere in League One and nobody cares, we have to do it ourselves. Uh, <laughs> it's um, funny, you know. We've talked about like characters who've been at the club previous previously, like 
you know, it, it's good to see. Um, and also probably not kind of too outlandish to say, you know, Prutton found himself a media career yeah. because he's a character, he's a guy who can talk yes. as a yes. character. Clinton Morrison has found himself a media mm. career because he's a guy who can talk. Um, looks like Shay Dunkley is going to be one of those people. Yeah, it could um, be. So, you know, we'll see a future career, you know, punditry from, from him. Um, or dentistry. Or dentistry for Patterson. I was going to say, with those surprising answers, I don't think we're going to see that from Patterson because I think Patterson falls into a new category, which is like he's totally different from the regular FIFA playing, FIFA <laughs> Nando's loving footballer. He's just weird. He's fucking bizarre. It doesn't doesn't change my love for him, but it it it. This is a puzzling interview, Rich. <laughs> I just, I just enjoyed it. I just thought he had that sort of dry Scottish uh, approach to things and just uh, chuckled. It's true, it. yeah. Well, it was like, you know, what's your favorite band? Is like, <laughs> well, I don't really like bands. Like, and he mentions, of course, like Chris Stapleton, and someone else, and like, <laughs> and oh, Lewis Capaldi, Lewis yeah. Capaldi. So, we, okay, we've got a Scottish indie singer, we've got an American country singer. Oh, actually, what is it? He names a metal band. Yeah, he said, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I was like, actually, no, it's Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, <laughs> I lied. <laughs> he actually says I lied. I lied. Brilliant. <laughs> metal band, Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's just he's so metal he just couldn't let himself? He's like pretending he likes... <laughs> he's pretending he likes singer-songwriters and then it just burst out of him. Or do you think he's got like a split personality, maybe? <laughs> I love the calming tones of Lewis Capaldi and his his lovesick approach to things. Unrequited love is one of the nicest things to listen to uh, when played out in song. But also, <laughs> lick the devil's ass! It's funny he went for he went for media 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 answer and then yeah. he just made a really swift detour. It's that meme of like you know the car screeching into the <laughs> into the different turn off. Uh, so, also on music, he he slagged off Shohipo's uh, choices. He apparently he's the he's the DJ in the dressing room, um, and occasionally Sido Berino plays some stuff, and that's even worse. <laughs> Um, but his main criticism was he couldn't sing along to the stuff that was played in the dressing room. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> he um, he visibly struggled to name anything he liked about living in the area. <laughs> a hot chocolate place. After after a long old pause. Long old pause. <laughs> after much head scratching, he I likes did- a hot. A hot chocolate place that gives him little marshmallows and cream. I, I also love the thing about what are you watching on Netflix and expecting, like, you know, there's a lot of shows out there you yeah. could name pit and things that your people are enjoying, you know. Yeah. I don't I don't know if he's a squid game guy. I don't know if he likes selling sunset, maybe. I don't know. There's all these things that he could pick. And then he's like, <laughs> it's like the new Kevin Hart is rubbish. I'm not having it. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, that was excellent. Um, asked who had the best dress or the worst dress sense, he said he threw everybody under the bus and said, there's only two people with good dress sense, me in the mirror. <laughs> uh, he also said he's got the best moustache he's, he's ever seen. That was really good. He's a man that knows 
No, I, would have, I would have followed up the thing about the two people with the best dress sense of like oh, yeah. the mirror. Yeah. Would you like tell him about that? Um, the Aesop's fable about the dog who drops his bone in the water because the <laughs> like the dog is like it'd be like, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems a seems a big bone. I, I'd probably do the same. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. Um, I, th- I thought I thought it was illuminating. Asked his best position, his favorite position. Mm. That would that sort of for a man that has played almost everywhere on the pitch for Wednesday at this stage, uh, apart from in goal. Um, it was interesting to hear his own thoughts on where he he feels he's best. Mm. So so he said behind the front man, kind of running in the channels was his favorite. Uh, but he feels he's most effective as a centre back. You know, <laughs> still, still more questions, right? Still more questions. Hmm. I, I'm just staggered. They asked him, like, "What's your favourite goal?" So he mentioned. So it wasn't. It was for Cardiff, and I was like, "Okay, what's your favourite <laughs> goal for Sheffield Wednesday?" Yeah, I'm like, "Here we go. It's going to be the goal against Cardiff." And he said, "No, it's the goal against Wigan from this season." Yeah, which was a good goal. It was, but it goal. wasn't as good as a goal against Cardiff. <laughs> Ah, oh, maybe it's just fresher in his mind. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. The goals he picked for his favourites were kind of or best were more linked to like memories, which is interesting. Like mm. this one, you know, I had to leave my mum's wedding to score this one, and I got married the week before that one. That's a sort of an interesting take on things. Um, I loved, I loved this. Like you're gonna keep the mustache. So like, Mrs. hates it, but it's the best mustache I've ever seen. It's the best mustache I've ever seen. Cost me gonna keep it. Cost me gonna keep it. <laughs> See, yeah, I, I can't, I can't knock anybody who's just just <laughs> backing themselves as much as Callum Patterson. That's maybe, what he's looking maybe, at. Maybe, maybe that's what rubbed off on Liam Shaw and Irohide. Maybe. I'll have yeah. a, like, a bit of that as well. Give me <laughs> Maybe um, I, I now I'm picturing him, as I often do, to be honest. Um, I think he's probably naked when he's looking in that mirror. He's just got that, he's just got a little eye on that moustache, you know. This is, Excellent. That is the best, you're the best looking guy I have ever seen. Best dressed, best moustache. We <laughs> long call him looking good. Hmm. <laughs> Oh dear! And then um, should we should we finalise this on um, of the, course the brilliant callback to another one that I don't think we covered. I don't think it's from this week. No, we it was did. the week before, and that was um, ask ask Fizz. Uh, so I was not aware of this, and I think we definitely would have discussed it if uh, if I if I had been mm. aware. But yes, he was questioned about an answer that that uh, Delhi Bashiru had given. Uh, when he says he puts his milk in first, first when he's having cereal, I know, I know, which is just so deeply wrong. The the truest thing, the true <laughs> the truest thing that Callum Patterson said, obviously made a joke about serial killer. Yes, but uh, I mean behind that, that's a pretty sociopathic tendency. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm sure the best CEOs in the world <laughs> do do that. <laughs> They they eat the frog by pour, pouring in the milk first and then dropping the frog in, okay. <laughs> and then drowning the frog in uh, Rice Krispies. <laughs> well, if you warm up the milk whilst the frog's in, <laughs> 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 
very good. It doesn't realise it's too hot until it's too late. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we've had our fun, Luke, and now we've got to pay the price. <laughs> the first part of our Papa John's double slice is is the cup. Mm. The cup match. So Hartlepool's visit. Uh a lovely badge, by the way. There are the, yeah. the that redesign's pretty classy. And I think in the week that lead uh, the week leading up to the match as well, they they'd appointed a new manager, but they were doing that trendy thing of being appointed but not being there for the first game. Uh, but it's an it's a ex Wednesday man of some note in Graham Lee, Spike. You you probably missed a lot of the Spike era. I would. I was on sabbatical during that. That period. was yes. yeah, almost exclusively played during your sabbatical. He's a good character. He's kind of perma injured, but a great. When he was there, he was just made such a huge difference. That um, is a classy new badge for Hartlepool, isn't it? That's a lot better than the old the old shite uh, ship wheel with a football in the middle. God, that's bad. The old one's bad. <laughs> it was bad. This new one's classy though. It is. I love it. You know, I'd I'd get it on a t-shirt to uh, go alongside my rival school's t-shirt. Oh well, anyone uh, anyone who's got Luke in their secret Santa, as, uh... another rival school's t-shirt. <laughs> Brilliant! Just what I wanted. Another one. Love it. <laughs> Thanks, dude. How did you know? It's because you told me. <laughs> um. So this was. We were trying out or making sure all of our toys worked. Um, <laughs> Wildsmith in goal, Patterson, Brennan, and Brown as the back three. Um, Corbino and Shadipo, wing backs, Byers, wing, and Deli Bashiru in midfield, and Berahino and So as the strike partnership you never knew you didn't hate, uh, but do now. <laughs> oh, where do we start? Um, I think I, I made a series of notes because I thought this would be the main focus for today. Yeah. <sighs> and it all starts in the 10th minute where the first goal we concede against the monkey hangers. My my first note just uh, before, prior to the goal was haphazard start and a lazy river pace to proceedings. Ask if they asked if they want another slice of the action. This Wednesday team rub their bulging gut and say, I've already eaten. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so 10, 10 minutes. Was it if was it Brown that played the ball straight out of play? Or did he do was he was he at fault for two terrible back passes in that the, the space? No, because the, the cross was from the right flank, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know if Brown uh, meandered his way over there just to just to have a zelig approach in um everything bad that Sheffield <laughs> Wesley did defensively in this game. A reverse Forrest Gump. <laughs> You know the AIDS, that was me. Nine <laughs> eleven, yeah. It's a sold Lee Harvey Oswald Oswald a gun, you know. <laughs> exactly. All these all these wonderful things. Um well do you so yeah, so do you want to take us through the, the run for the, the the that first goal then? Well, I just remember it being across from the right flank. Which was fine. It was it was you know a situation where Hartlepool were on the front foot. They came out with a lot of conviction, a lot of oomph, a lot of running. You know they were fair play. I have to say that they yeah. 
did the basics very, very well in this game, something that we didn't do at all in the slightest. What I do have serious misgivings about is the defending from said cross. How two Sheffield Wednesday players can be very, very easily beaten in the air by yeah. whoever it was who knocked it in for Hartlepool. It was their big number six who happens to be called Mark Shelton. He's got two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mark Shelton. It's a decent cross, to be it's fair. It's a decent cross. Yeah. They but recycled not... the ball well from the corner. We didn't clear it properly and they recycled it well. But yeah, it's we we can see too often from set pieces now. And this <laughs> this is one of you know, the, the first team are playing the, the reserves are playing like the first team, and in this regard, uh they've got the same failings in that well, we can't, can't defend it. There seems to be a big argument about how the fact that you know it, it seems to we seem to lose a lot when Dunkley isn't on the pitch, but mm. Which is fair, but I, I don't think that means that the rest of our defenders just completely forget how to do their defensive jobs. No, like it it looked like it looked like the invention. You know how like they invented the uh, the motion picture, and you know they would they would put it on and a train would come towards the camera and everybody yeah. would shit themselves. <laughs> yes. It was like that, just with like the ball being in the air, being like we've never <laughs> seen someone cross a ball before. We've never seen the ball. Go above knee height on the training ground. <laughs> so that so, was bad, but also the header that kind of evades Wildsmith. Well, I, yeah, I've got I've got Wildsmith channeling the wrong bit, all the wrong bits of Westwood, and star jumping in the general direction of the ball because he's like <laughs> legs and arms akimbo, but nowhere mm. near any one of his flailing limbs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, that set piece is interesting because. Patterson's close at hand, but it's not his man who scores. It's it's So's man who scores. And normally, normally your striker does do a fairly decent job in in defending. You know, you normally put a defender up against a striker in those situations, and normally a striker does all right. I guess So, to be fair to him, is not a striker. How often he's been asked to do that job defensively, I don't know, because he's more of a winger converted to. Well, he's, I mean, he's barely anything. He's barely a footballer. But in terms of what he's being asked to do at Sheffield Wednesday, I wonder if that's the bit of the job that's most, even more alien to him than the rest of it. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's it's poor. It's poor marking. It's mm. um, the, the defender does the right thing in nodding it down. Wildsmith just flails at it. And uh, yeah, we're one deal down after, after just 10 minutes in this game. And yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Things go from bad to worse, and then you know it took us ten minutes, but we were um, we were good. Uh, we were good for thirty three percent quicker than conceding the next goal. Oh, we really we really improved in that regard. We did. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this, I mean, it's meme. It's meme football at its finest. Well, there is a brilliant Twitter account which is when playing out the back goes wrong. And I think they even featured this, this themselves and once amongst their many tweets. Really deserved it. It did. It did. Um, um where, where do you start with this? I mean, we're under we're put under pressure. We're we're seemingly again playing around the back, you know, with with lesser personnel than usual. I think you definitely see the difference. I mentioned last week that we don't want to see Wildsmith back, and and put a big part of that is the the distribution. It all starts with his awful ball to Jaden Brown. 
like he can't hit the ball straight. He has to like loop it round, which means not only does it end up going quite close to their striker for an initial, he could, the striker possibly was uh, maybe only a couple of feet away from just putting his foot on it and just shooting to in a, into an empty net anyway. But it also ends up like six feet behind Brown. So Brown's recovering uh, and mm-hmm. chasing away from a from a, a a player to begin with. He gets it out into midfield just about. Wing, who had his comfortably his worst half of football for us, um, and that is saying something, um, played it back to him, despite the fact he had only just like <laughs> got rid of it in a really tense position. And then Brown, inexplicably, without looking, flings a pass back to, to Wildsmith. Wildsmith's come short for him. He's trying to make the job easier. He's trying to escape the clutches of the striker. Yeah. But what that means is when Jaden Brown plays it to the middle of the goal, it goes straight in. It's so embarrassing. It's so rubbish. Um, and, and Brown's played the pass. I think everybody could could and should have done better. Wildsmith starts it off and then his reaction is very like, whoa, whoa. Like flamboyant. But there seems to be a bit of that. Then it seems to be a moment which he gives up on trying to go for the ball. Yeah. Like it's difficult looking at something like this from the angle that we have, that things probably seem a lot easier than they actually are. Of course. I will give that. But then there seems to be a moment where Wildsmith gives up any commitment to keep going for the ball. He's not desperately flinging himself after the ball. No, no, he isn't. And It's it's a very exaggerated, like... Obviously, the ball was played against his moment, his momentum, and so he's surprised by it. But it's a very kind of like exaggerated turn he does as well. Like, whoa, you, oh, you got me there. I don't know. It's just very like big. It's like panto acting. I was going to say, do you think it's a very pantomime villain turn? That's what it feels like. Yeah. It's behind me. Whoa, says Wildson. What is, the, the depressing thing about this game, well, apart from getting absolutely fucking rammed at home by Hartlepool United, Hartlepool Chuffin United in, the, <laughs> in this in this trophy game, is like it. It's it's just the fact that like uh, my my comment in in the notes for this Brown, what a nail in the coffin in his first team dreams. How he has gone from. I, I know that this was tried out on Al's talk, but how bad has he got since that, that start? We were all talking about how good he was and how he was one of the players we were most excited about in the new crop. And mm. there's a thread on Al's talk saying he's like Helan, but he's a, a footballer. And he has just, I mean, it's laughable to think that he's been compared favorably to another footballer ever in his life at this stage. Mm. <laughs> such a fall from grace yeah so the thing that's so crushing about this is it just seems so routine for this cast of characters who with a few small exceptions this is our second string and this is our second string who should always be making a point for their inclusion in future games for sheffield wednesday yeah and there is just there's just nothing a, from from a, anyone is it and and it's an interesting thing I want to think about is like sometimes the difficulty with doing any analysis on this how much of this is individual and how much of this is collective yeah it, every man bar Corbinu 
was was dog shit. And, and to be honest, he kind of stopped after. Sure, sure. Because it, it just what the game that everybody was playing was let's be terrible at football. Let's like, just collectively well. give up. But that's the thing. Yeah. Collectively, it's it's a poor poor amalgamation of everyone's efforts. Yeah, I, I think the thing is. So obviously, you've got you you've got Wildsmith, who's naturally not as good with the ball at his feet anyway. Mm. You've also got a front two where there's just no option of an out. Even if you have to, there's no out, there's no long ball today. Oh, you know, on, on that game. There's because you've got the cowering husk of Berahino and the blank space that is Sao, Silla Sao. There's just nothing when you look forward. And neither of those are going to win a header. They're not quick enough to beat people for pace. There was one embarrassing. I mean, at one point, Hartlepool overcommitted and so had the ball on the halfway line. And he was caught so quickly and easily. It's ridiculous. For a guy who's supposed to be a winger, a six-foot-plus defender just ate up the ground and took the ball off him like he was a child. Awful. Um, We tried to muster some efforts. I thought that, to be fair, I mean, this is a good Hartlepool performance as well as a bad Wednesday performance. And their goalkeeper... Sean as, as being particularly pretty good. Um, I know it wasn't hard by comparison to look good, you know, next to next to Joe Wildsmith on um, putting in, you know, joining everybody else in having a terrible performance. Um, so we had, we did have some efforts. The best of those was probably Kieran Brennan's from a corner. I'm conscious you've maybe got more notes than me, Luke. Uh, 16th minute Corbino had a moment. You know, we seem to have a bit of a, a mini surge. Uh, yeah. You we know, tried. so we tried. You know, he had a he had a surge on the wing and came in, tried an effort which was touched wide and behind by the keeper. Uh he also did a great cross in the 25th minute, which didn't come with anything else. Mm. And then I, I think that kind of brings it almost up to where you are. The 36th minute also Hartlepool missed a sitter. Oh. Um wing gave it away, and we were just completely at sea once again. What do you think happened? So Wing's another one that went from has gone from an early bit of buzz around him. People were very excited to sign him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came out, you know, man of the match performance early doors. So I think one of the first games he was given man of the match. Um, what uh, what has happened to him? He was he looked so timid and terrible today uh, during this game. He just it didn't suit Delhi Bashiru either. It just felt like he was having to work too hard to get any glimpses of, of what he would normally do in a game. Um, yeah, a midfield that just absolutely didn't work. Byers was was bad. Mm-hmm. Had a, a tapped up, topped, uh, topped off by a terrible shot where Wing laid it back to him from a set after a, a corner and he ballooned it over. Um, it's the sort of game where, so we got to, half time I was actually disappointed we made the set changes we did I didn't want in in a way I want them to sort of I, I don't know like a dog you know like a dog where you rub their face in in it's like no you see what you've done you've you know you've made a mess here um I, I sort of wanted that I, I didn't want the good players to be tarnished with the yeah. awfulness no no I, I didn't want that either and uh and uh and then they they didn't really have any great impact. No, that that's the that's the really crushing thing. 
it was like if we're going to do this we're going to commit to this and I was like no there was there was just no way back from that this so, this, was, this was Barry Bannon's birthday <laughs> I thought he was left at home so he could celebrate with his with his family right might as well have been I had a really bad uh, birthday once where I went and did an interview for um a library assistant graduate position in Leeds and uh it went really badly uh, and I had to have an interview on my birthday and it was shit that's not very good so I, I can probably relate to Barry Bannon. Relate to Barry Bannon and his terrible birthday. Mm-hmm. I just, the, the last thing, I, I just, I, I'm glad this didn't happen, or at least we haven't heard that it's happened, but I was just so worried that, like, you know, Hunt's there and he's got this wrist problem or hand problem. Bannon's had metatarsal issues and calf problems. Windus is only just back. And I was just like, why are we playing these three players of questionable, you know, like, Mm. Why wasting good minutes? Well, this is done. This is done. The difficult thing with this and and Wednesday at the moment is because we have no game this weekend. Like it's yeah. a real it's a real interruption to our schedule. We know that unfortunately. Like I'm really hoping that Tuesday is a decent. But we're away at Portsmouth. Well, you know it's going to be crap because we've had a weekend off, and any time we're rested, yeah, we just don't yeah, bother. that's that's the problem. That's what I was. You know another horrid recurring theme for Sheffield Wednesday is yeah. like I'm I'm hoping that I'm wrong in that regards, but um, so I I think there's an argument for keeping keeping a strong team, but it's just it's a weird selection. Like it's a very strange picture for this lineup. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean one of my early notes was kind of a bit like. You know, it's it's almost like you patch a team together like this and things like this happens. You know, it's a tinkering step too far for Darren Moore tonight. Well, the, I don't know. Because it, no, it's similar themes, though, isn't it? It's like, because it's like we don't have enough defenders. Yeah. Wasn't there a sub where we brought Wing off or Ag, Agbontahoma? Forgive my pronunciation of his name. Yeah, yeah. that was the next sub. 70th minute. But it was like, I didn't know why we didn't just start with it. Like, I don't know... Well, that's it's like it's I don't a weird know. feeling of like, oh, this should be strong enough. But then, like, we're doing that thing again of like it. But it seemed to be like, oh, I, I did this formula where, yeah, granted, first first game of doing this, it wasn't so great. But then it eventually picked up, and then it seemed to work. Which mm. other birthday boy who's still injured, Marvin Johnson, uh, born yeah. the same day as as, uh, as we bars, and um, you know, he went and did that that left side of centre back. So it's like, I'll just do the same with Jaden Brown. But then that, that's where this was particularly for, I, I think, I, I agree. I think Agbontoma should have started because he played well last time out. Yeah. But yeah. last time out, Brown was awful in this position. Like, I know we won 4-0, but we were absolutely smashed about. the. All that happened in this game was we didn't score every time we shot. Like, it's the same... <laughs> It's the same performance we put in against Harrogate with this terrible team. So I don't know what we expected. We just got punished for our mistakes and didn't get lucky at the other end. Because oh, yeah. we, we, we didn't have anywhere near the head. we didn't have anywhere near the aptitude that we showed in that game up front. No, well that that's part of it as well. But yeah. I just don't know why Jaden Brown got another opportunity there. He's clearly terrible at being centre back because it's this weird second first term mix. Yeah, I think you've used that analogy of Darren Moore emptying his toy box, and then he just he just snow angels slash motorboats, whatever's there, and then 
whatever whatever comes in contact with his body is, is that's the first team lineup. So should 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 Hippo or should should Hippo got uh, another run out at wing back? He's played so many times at wing back. Did you see that he had the audacity to moan that he's not played enough this season? He was interviewed on Radio Sheffield and said he hadn't he hadn't played enough. Well, that's that seems he to be the big. Barrymore's door and said that he wanted to play more. But that's that's a narrative, especially it's interesting. You're talking about you know what's the future of Alex Hunt? You know we haven't had a conversation about Brennan, but no. I'm sure it will mature. I'm sure it will come into the press at some point. Yeah. Um, but then there's been the narrative around all of our lone players, with the exception of Canberry. Yeah. Possibly. And Canberry and BPF. Um, yeah. To say they're not playing enough, you know, they could get recalled. Yeah, which you know looked to be true for Corbino to a certain point, but now he looks like he's actually up and running at the races. Yeah. Um, show Show Hippo has been has maybe had two two decent games, and the rest have all been pretty pretty shit. Um, I agree with you. I, I yeah. <laughs> It's very much. It's just for me. He's played too much. I I was really surprised. I mean, I know it's the it's a journalist. There's only so many questions you can ask as a footballing journalist. So I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have any qualms with asking the question. But I was really surprised at the answer. Where he's Mm. just like, yeah, I'm not getting enough game time, and like, you're bad. You're just outright bad every time you play. Like you're doing, you do nothing. Yeah. Um, so there's still room for a bit of anger this second half, that which is good to know, isn't it? Uh, we did have an actual chance at one point. Mm. Uh, a nice bit of play, wing to Bannon, Bannon to Corbino, decent cross from Corbino and Berahino hit an all right shot. It was straight at the keeper and it was easily saved, but he got mm. he made decent contact with it. Um, and you know, you started to think, oh, maybe, maybe there's some life in this game, maybe we'll try and then no they immediately go up the other end and score the third another shoddy goal from a corner yeah that was really 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 dog shit nobody competes in the air nobody competes on the ground and the keeper is useless goodwin pokes it in mm-hmm. again wildsmith is kind of like you know those um the the wobbly men the wobbly men get. outside the car dealerships yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that is, was his approach to goalkeeping apparently yeah. Yeah. On, on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terrible. I've got a oh. pithy comment to make outside of that. Yeah. The rest of it, there's not much else. I said I'd bunk down around for wing just for shits and giggles, I guess. <laughs> that was that was the note, but the, not the, the main note. The other note, that's the main pithy one. Rob O'Neill declares that Bannon always wants the ball, whether it's a five-a-side game or a Papa John's trophy game. I guess we will never know unless the five-a-side competition is on the cards next year. What next? Greg's Wembley, Greg's Wembley doubles with the final at Selhurst Park. <laughs> I, I like that they are sort of put forward as two ends of the scale and the five-a-side game is the more important of the two in my mind. <laughs> he really wants the ball, whether it's a kickabout by a barbecue or, uh, you know, or something really crap like a Papa John's trophy game. <laughs> In front of ten cold people in Sheffield. <laughs> uh, most annoying moment of the match. Do you want to take? Do you want to take the lead on it, Luke, or do you want me to? You take the lead on it, Rich. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I can't remember the exact minute. It was very close to the end of the game. 
they they brought on well he he came on oh yes on the 86th minute Fondop. Oh, I remember um so Fondop and Callum Patterson go up for a header on the byline and bear in mind this is right on the halfway line so the fourth official is mm-hmm. right there there would be a linesman right there as well mm-hmm. um he first off so he's sort of getting up and he pushes Patterson's face into the ground to lift it to sort of that's how he gets himself he's trying to get himself up but then he kind of rolls Patterson over and starts doing what can only be described as a, a sort of jiu-jitsu move on him he's trying mm. to do like a choke of some sort mm-hmm. and the ref is there the fourth official's there a linesman is there and that brains trust does not send him off like they should because it's just an act of pure thuggery what they do is they give yellow cards to both people which is the most cowardly you know response to any situation in football and because it's been seen by the referees and judged and given a yellow card to it can't be retrospectively given a red card so that's it that's all we'll see like it's it is incredibly poor decision making. And yeah, it, the fact it that- made me so angry. Oh. If I was there on the pitch, I would have just gone over and just kicked the shit out of the guy. Like seriously. Like this. Well, just- Bannon sort of did, didn't he? He did a bit of old school retribution because he did half him straight after. Yeah. Yeah. And good on Bannon, to be honest. Um, oh, and then but then he um he um because we you know that situation because I don't, seemingly this gentleman Fondop is beyond beyond yeah. any element of retribution. Um, um, he someone did a chat. Someone have a bit of uh, was it Bannon had a bit of afters with him, and then he uh, he willed out a willed out a karate chop just to just to round out the martial arts show yeah. that he was bringing to the proceedings. It was more WWE for my standard. I was just hoping it would just just kind of like jokingly, lightheartedly go into a kind of. You know, a fake wrestling match. Yeah. I was hoping that like Darren Moore would bring out like a That's a little... Darren Moore's music. <laughs> I was hoping more or maybe the coaching staff could bring out like um some clotheslines and then like Patterson could get up on the top and then do a bit of like near <laughs> into the crowd and jump on and fond up would roll away and then like because it would genuinely that theatric and it was hilarious because it was like we could see it so clearly. Everybody in the ground could see it so clearly because it's like it's there on the south stand, which yeah. I guess is the only stand that was open for this game. Yeah, Barzi Barzi way end. Yeah, like it's there, clear as night as day. Like I know you could record this and put this on YouTube, and then it'd be a viral video being like, "How did how did anybody like not see this in a football match?" <laughs> I'd love to see the, 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 and the, as you say, the, like the, the super frustrating addition is sod all can happen now because he's got a magic yellow card. Yeah. Yeah. Like the ref did not see this. I, I can't. The ref did I, not I can see never it because believe. He have just given a yellow card. I don't so, know how that rule is still a thing. I'd, I mean, you know, we, I we talk about like best. how, you know, oh, it looks like his, uh, Looks like his pinky finger was offside, so therefore it's yeah. offside. Like this is what we deal with now. But it's like, well, you know, it gave him a yellow card, so I can't really do anything now. It's like yeah. double. It's, it's double jeopardy. It's double jeopardy, exactly. <laughs> you can write the book afterwards. 
why I why I choked Callum Patterson by fond up the knob. <laughs> but yeah, I, I my final note there really was a really frustrating coda on an awful night, like like crazy frog breaking off into a middle eighth of I've got a song that will get on your nerves. <laughs> <laughs> any more for any more on that one no that's that's it i just i'm i'm still staggered that like this is a second string who should be knocking on knocking on darren moore's door to it's say you know not, i'd like to play more and like, it's not a bad second string either really. it's not like, no I, we we have a strong squad so yeah. it, it should be enough to go and like i can't believe we didn't score like one goal yeah we, there was nothing in response that's just so dreadful, just utter drag. This is one of the, I know he likes, to, you know, he's trying to play a system and kind of work people into the system, but surely for all the talk of, oh, he does, you know, he watches endless tape and he's got horses for courses, he's got a plan for every team, etc. Like, <laughs> Luke's chuckling, which is making me laugh, man. <laughs> Sorry, I was still laughing at Crazy Frogs. I've got a song okay. that will go on. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad I could laugh. Jesus. <laughs> but like, surely, surely you play, you play Brennan and Bontahoma as a back two, give them decent fullbacks, put Patterson up top, and you kind of are able to play the same second string, but in a shape that looks and works a bit like a football team. Do that, do that. Make Bontahoma a decent thing around around the pitch you know maybe make him a first team regular for this season so i can come to a game in a couple of weeks time and see if my uh blurs tender <laughs> chance to agbonza homer will take off he's gonna give us a blast week agbonza home agbonza home agbonza home agbonza agbonza homer which rich made the good point that like i don't think you can actually separate his name and also who knows if i'm actually pronouncing it correctly anyway yeah, yeah. So, since when has that mattered really during the situation that stopped the game he'd come up the cop to say like can you can you stop please that's not yeah whisper in my ear like it's pronounced this way and i'm really sorry <laughs> do we want to pick a rare midweek villain of the week or villain of the game or is it too difficult to pick one? <laughs> it's too difficult to pick one, yeah. Like, who yeah. would you... We can pick multiple, though, who would share the, like, equal the footing, bird. share the podium. The podium is <laughs> just, like, a large, <laughs> long, one-mile-long platform <laughs> about six inches off the floor. Is it... Uh, yeah. Brown. Brown Brown's bad. Right, right up there, isn't he? Wildsmith was terrible. Wildsmith Wing was, was pretty horrible. bad. Somebody, somebody made the comment on, I don't know if it was a Facebook forum or Wednesday Sing or somewhere, but someone made the point about just how dejected and lacking confidence Lewis Wing looks yeah. in his play, which is, yeah. um, you need to get on that uh, sports psychologist arms race, Rich. Yeah, yeah. He needs his own one. <laughs> we need four just for him. <laughs> uh, well, there we go. That was that. We, should we engage in the other half of this uh, this double yeah, slice? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, hopefully, with the provision that maybe we're never going to do this again. Yes. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. 
even though we probably will be playing in the Papa John's Trophy next year. <laughs> mm. Um Okay, I mean, do you want, uh, do you want to... Uh... Yeah, I mean, this time I really want to redo my review from previously because I remembered listening to yours and it was very much like uh, much like our Richard's favourite podcast in the world, Doughboys, mm. um, which we paid a paid a homage to with this uh, with with that themed episode and and this bit again as well. Rich did a very kind of comprehensive overview in his order <laughs> of a lot of dishes within this. So I actually went. And I felt bad because I didn't do that. So this time I really pushed the boat out, Rich. Okay. So well, I, I was—I feel like I was fairly well, fairly controlled, but we'll see. <laughs> I went for. So I don't know if you have these in the UK and the Papa John's menu, but uh, they have papadillas, which is like okay. it's like a pizza sandwich, kind of a bit almost like a calzone, I guess. Okay. But there seems to be something that's branded their way. So I went for a meatball pepperoni papadillo, regular sauce. Uh, came with a pizza dipping sauce, which was okay. also pizza sauce as well. So, yeah, well, come back to this in a bit later. Um, okay. I kind of went because I was doing such a large order as well for the regular kind of main thing. I went and actually thought, let's just do a regular 10-inch cheese pizza. This mm-hmm. is the base level of how we can assess okay, all nice, places. Yeah. How do they do the basics? Um, though I did get a bit cheeky and do the square cuts because I thought that, okay. could, be, that could be funny. It okay. wasn't. It was basically it just like just the pizza <laughs> cut into wee little squares, kind of rectangular squares. Round I went, pizza squares or a square pizza cut into squares? A round pizza cut into squares. Wow. Okay. Not a square pizza cut into squares. Okay. Not even a square pizza cut into rounds. <laughs> no, that, well, that, well, yeah. that'd be a mess. <laughs> you don't go too crazy <laughs> not crazy than what i did um i went for some also on the appetizer train um also who was in the carriage uh but some <laughs> garlic cheddar knots oh, okay uh, eight piece 10 inch garlic cheddar knots with honey mustard dipping sauce also went for an eight piece jalapeno popper rolls with garlic oh, dipping sauce oh. um the final appetizer as well i can bring you in on was a 10-piece honey chipotle chicken poppers. Okay. Um, I always find it funny they ask you, I don't know if you get the same thing there, like how how much do you want it baked? Do you want it normal baked? Or do you want oh, it okay. I'm like, well, I don't fucking know. You've created the item in your kitchen. What did you <laughs> what did you discover? Serve it up a la mode, please. We put it in a microwave for five seconds and it's undercooked <laughs> and it'll give you pretty poison. <laughs> oh, have that then. Got it more than that or less than that? And finally, to round it off, I went and dabbled in the uh, the little bit of dessert market, and I went for the cinnamon pull-aparts. So oh, okay. sh- shout out to my good friend, my dear friend, my neighbor, Carla. Uh, often a big thing that we do is that uh, we often get a tube of Pillsbury cinnamon buns oh, and uh, load them nice. up and then load them up with some uh, lovely, lovely topping of uh, mm. ice and sugar at the end as well. Lovely, juicy so, icing. Mm. <laughs> So that was my mahusive order from Papa John's. Smashing. Hmm. Um, what did you go for, Rich? <laughs> well, first off, uh, for, for for the you know the potential person that might be bothered by this, uh, last time I got delivery and was frustrated by the length of the delivery. So this time I opted for collection, and um, it was done too quick. Too quick. 
I played I, I played a game of Rocket League that my teammate and I did played so poorly in that w- that we forfeited. Uh, so about three minutes of Rocket League, and it was done by that time. It was ready for collection. So um, <laughs> the new advertising uh, campaign. We'll be done in time for you to uh, shit, shit the bed during your recent uh, rocket league. Yeah. Um, so that was the excuse I needed to drive rather than walk, despite the fact it's only nine minutes walk away. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that all worked well. Men have got it nice, nice, hot, hot and fresh, which is good. Um, I you can walk before... six minutes of the way there and then press the order button on your phone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You don't need to break I'm a pace. You just you just you you don't stop at all. You just walk in, pick it up, turn around, and then go. Yeah, much like Grandpa Simpson in that meme. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went for the festive feast deal, which seems a lot like Ooh. the other video all the time. <laughs> but so festive. Two, two sides and two medium pizzas and a large drink. Did um, it not even chuck in a chocolate orange? No, Did no. You not on the way out when you picked it up, like throw a chocolate orange at you, you'd be like, "That's your festive." <laughs> Do you know? Sorry, just a a wild digression. Mm. They are advertising uh, or selling. I, I don't think. I think they're going beyond advertising. It's it's a product that's available for sale um, of Terry's chocolate orange mayonnaise. Oh my word, no! Well, I don't know why you'd want that. Anyway, so that sorry about that. That's um, um, so the only festive thing. So I sort of said to Luke, if there's festive options, let's try and them out. Mm -hmm. Aside from the name of the deal, which, as I say, it seems to be the same price and details of a deal that runs constantly. (laughs) I think they normally call it football feast or something like that. Um, uh, so yeah, aside from that, they had camembert bites. And pigs in blankets. Um, and <laughs> I've I've written a little rant here, and I, I may I may uh, take this back. But uh, anyway, by the way, for our North American listeners, that's a sausage wrapped in bacon. What you call pigs in blankets is a sausage roll. And while we're at it, entree means entrance. It's the start of the meal. The sophistication of using a French word is lost when you do it wrong. Uh, Could care less is a stupid saying. It means you do care at least a little bit. What you mean is I couldn't care less. Anything else, Luke, you want to chuck in while we're on the subject? (laughs) Just I'm staggered that uh, the Americans pronounce it roof instead of roof. Oh, yeah. Other than that, I'm I'm fine. Craig instead of of Craig. That's another annoying. That's big. Anyway. How, do they, how do they pronounce Graham? Oh, who knows? I hate the thought of it, Luke. <laughs> um, Rich, so Rich went on a real racist Brexit tram, tram, tirade and said, not in my Britain. And I had to remind him, <laughs> said, no, Rich, that's, this is what the Americans do. It's not to do with you. I, I wish we'd never given them the country, to be honest, seeing what they've done with it. <laughs> I did see a wonderful Twitter, which was, I can't work out if it's parody or not, but it was an American <laughs> in the UK. And she's like, when you get here, you've got to go to GR Eggs. Oh, no. Surely, surely. And then somebody, somebody comes in and says, actually, Greg's during the middle of the video. It surprises her. 
GRX. GRX. <laughs> well, that's a good one. I think I'm going to use that one now. Yeah, it's pretty good. Come back and get a um, hostage, 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 but hostage roll, but GRX. Viran hostage roll. An ST eek fake. Okay. Um, I decided I couldn't face the uh, the peas and bees, the pigs and blankets. Um, I'll be honest. I'd had a fairly sausage heavy day the day before, and, oh. <laughs> and I also just thought they would be disgusting. Um, <laughs> so, but I did get the camembert. So that was my that was my festive nod. Um, I accompanied them with uh, with some cauliflower wings that came with a. Wow. Yeah, wow. I don't know. What, I'm continually impressed with. I'm, I'm continually impressed with the food options that you have in the UK. Like it's. <laughs> No, genuinely, there is there is a food literacy which is far beyond some of the things that you get in not like here in Canada. Like certain things here that I'd say, you know, the UK doesn't get. But yeah, um, yeah, but it, that's an interesting one. Like, like I've, I've I've had the conversation with people like here in Canada saying, when are, when are we um when are we going to get up to speed with the uh, halloumi train? Mm. Like people people oh, love their squeaky cheese in the UK. Yeah. I'm a big alumnus of the alumnus. <laughs> you do you do say that all the time. I mean, it's just a shame we, we never that. we never captured it on the podcast. But I will say, listeners, that he has many of many a warm up. Yeah, many warm ups telling me where his uh, application is for the uh, <laughs> for the board of alumnus. Is it is it coming this week, Rich? No, not this week. Not this week. Not this week. <laughs> It moved very slowly in the world of salty cheese, salty squeaky cheese. Apply <laughs> change um, issues, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, my pizzas, I went for a Hawaiian but swapped out the ham for pepperoni. So I'm calling that an angry Hawaiian. Uh, Interesting. Um, How is that? I've never had, I've never had pepperoni and the pineapple. It's good. It was good. Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But um, <laughs> spicy barbecue pulled beef was the other one I went for. So Ooh. the aforementioned pulled beef is joined by a crap ton of jalapeno pep peps, uh, onions, <laughs> and, <laughs> and as a as a kind of Papa John's signature trait, inexplicable sweet corn and tomato, um, finished with a squirt a squirt of barbecue sauce. <laughs> In the football feast, do they like they brand everything like? Do you, do you want some uh, Pep Guardiola's on there? D- Dario Shooker's. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that came to mind. Dario Sorry. Dario Gradi Gradi AB. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a football reference, but I don't think we should be mentioning yeah. Dario Gradi. Um, right. Do you want to do your? Do you want to review your bits and pieces then? Or yeah, uh, yeah. should yeah. I go first and then I'll leave it to go you? Or it. that's how we'll do this. Okay. Um, the chicken poppers. So they dance between wonderful and stale. Like chicken fingers you bake from frozen in the oven that you take off for some drunken moments that before crushing remind you of their base level. So much like this competition on Wednesday's performances. <laughs> um, so I, I had that moment, Rich, I will say, that I had a lot of food. I'm getting older and there's probably mm. less food I should probably be eating and probably have like allergies and... <laughs> acid reflux and things. Yeah. I remembered being a young man and I could eat like a 12 inch um, 
or 14 inch dominoes all in one sitting. Yeah. And I, I knew the power was with me with momentum, you know, Seinfeld was right about momentum. You know? <laughs> so I, I kind of looked at this big pile of boxes. I had about like seven boxes atop each other. Yeah. This was a real mess of uh, packaging, I will say. And <laughs> I thought of it like the, the travelator and gladiators. Like Excellent. I just knew I had to like go and go yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. So I had a lot of momentum near the beginning. So this was actually the thing which I actually managed to be all of the chicken poppers. Oh, well done. Excellent. But they were good. So like, yeah, so it's kind of like breaded chicken, which was endorsed with the barbecue chipotle sauce. Yeah. It's nice. It just, it seemed like some bit seemed, did still seem like a bit, like I said, a bit yeah. stale at times. Yeah. Um, I will say, and this is something I'll go on to now, um, I'll, I'll maybe just jump ahead because I had this here and I've had a, quite a few other occasions of this. Okay. I still have a love-hate relationship with that garlic butter sauce. Yes. Um, a mistress that delivers great highs but depresses me all the time. <laughs> like, this is... My general diet just reminds me that I'm, I'm going to die before 70, probably. <laughs> um, and, and this is, you know, a moment which just makes me think... I should change, but I I don't know. I when don't you're know dipping I can do your it. dipping your cheesy crust in the butter, that's when you kind of know. Like these are these are the moments I'll look back on. It must be butter. It <laughs> must. You know, I, I I can't believe it's not garlic buttery sauce. I must say, <laughs> but I had a great moment, which like I think I dipped some in, and then like it was in the foil in the in the cardboard. Um, box and it, it just created this like river of like the chipotle yeah. and garlic butter sauce that was fantastic Ooh, big fan of that that was good yeah. to come back to and and dip dip my stuff in to nice, try and yeah. try and lengthen because i've got i've got a couple more tubs of that that garlic butter sauce i'll tell you that rich that's good so that's that's uh in the fridge alongside all my leftovers yes i, mean I have too. so much food to, to eat up be before i leave tonight as well i've got so much food to eat before i leave for the uk <laughs> it's it's a real logistic problem um, the jalapeno popper rolls are basically like, have you, cause that seems like a very North American thing. I don't know if you, do you have them there in the UK? Like you can buy like frozen jalapeno breaded poppers. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's, it's breadcrumbs, it's cream cheese. And then it's like the spicy jalapenos and the jalapenos in the middle, the spicy <laughs> guardiolas in the middle of them, <laughs> in the middle of that thing. But it's basically that just in, just in dough, basically. Yeah. So okay. I've, I've I, never the roll element. I've never heard of before. Jalapeno poppers. I'm f- very familiar with. Yeah, it was average beyond average. It was basically yeah. pretty much the same there. Um, the papadilla. Moving on to that. That's like made, making a cheese toasty from a pizza pan base. It's <laughs> like someone folded a slice of pizza and then fell asleep on it. Um, it didn't actually like. It didn't join with. There's no uh, adhesive to join. And yeah. I'm like I'm like I opened it up to see what was there, and that was the most disappointing <laughs> example of curiosity that could ever befall man. Um, like that was really seeing how the sausage the sausage was made because basically it's just a folded pizza. Yeah, and then it yeah. comes with pizza sauce. Okay, awful, and then awful regurgitation. You know, and then I'm going on a bit of a. A bit of a segue here, but I, I just want to kind of illuminate this with a Go an example it. here. So I think that, especially as someone who is, I will acknowledge that um, I am an, a white immigrant to a country which had 
a very native um people of natives who have previously been custodians of this country and haven't been dealt yeah. very well um I, I think there's a lot we can learn from native heritage and cultures one thing i don't think papa john should be doing is looking at how the native people use the buffalo and they use every single bit of the buffalo i think that papa john's should not do stuff that is by you reusing a buffalo which is entirely comprised of skin which is the dough so then i came and had this realization of all the things i'd ordered and i had this depressing realization that everything i was coming to was essentially just going to be dough related oh related yeah. and it, i was already at this point and i'm already feeling like i could probably stop eating at this point and that would probably be the choice i should probably make i think a that's a classic pizza problem isn't it in terms of an accompaniment or a starter one more often than not they're kind of lazily reusing what they've already got and just reshaping it and then two when you go outside of those bounds you're cooking implement is still just the pizza oven mm -hmm. so everything you're cooking beyond that like your chicken dippers chicken dippers are much nicer when they're fried <laughs> but put through a pizza oven you're gonna get bits that are a bit soggy and bits that are a bit hot and like because that's kind of what how a pizza oven heats things um it's just an inherent kind of mm. <laughs> i don't know it's it's a problem with the format the the kind of uh mm. I don't know how it gets fixed, really. It's one of the problems, the biggest problems in the world, really. And I, I hope. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I mean, as apartheid, um, you know, whether a woman should have a choice over a body with, with abortion and pizza ovens. Yeah. Then <laughs> there are three problems in the Western world. <laughs> then we can maybe think about the environment, get the other things sorted first. Come on, prioritize. <laughs> oh, so. Carrying on this note, this is where I came to the garlic knots. Someone in the Papa John's test kitchen has done a lot of coke and has a lot of ima a little imagination. <laughs> and who knows between those two factors, which is a chicken and which is the egg. But this is basically twists of dough with garlic and cheese. This is unfortunate for the knots where I came to them. And yet they have a softness to the dough, which I really appreciated. So oh, actually, okay. when you kind of twirl them out, you can actually yeah, kind yeah. of like you know, some pull dough. them apart and you can see that there's some moisture there, which we've kind of okay. been missing during this thing. So it's a different sensation that makes me feel a little different. Like my boring life had a moment that made me reevaluate if things could be different, different until I had the pizza. <laughs> the pizza is boring, average shite again, just wadding on my arteries on the dull days of this life and this pandemic, a slow, tedious death from a life of bad choices. Wow, this is real, real existential stuff. <laughs> we ended up with the cinnamon terraparts, which looks like it was done from Frozen, as it must have been baked in its own little tin. Um, it was not bad, I um, must say, which was a hard call as I feared more dough in my life. <laughs> <laughs> we literally <laughs> attempted by doing a Doughboys episode and doing another Doughboys episode, and Richard's wearing a Doughboys t-shirt, that I am becoming a boy of literal dough. Like, <laughs> it's just it is what I eat my... You are what you eat. I'm going to try and use my fingers and they just become, become more jabby, doughy. <laughs> it's going to be like Homer in The Simpsons where like he has to order the wand because his, 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 his palm is too fleshy to hit the, hit the digits. <laughs> so there we oh. go. That was my kind of experience. I don't know. Do you want me to kind of do some more comparisons between what this is again or, or no? Uh, it's entirely up to you. 
I could give I can give my uh, my sort you of give you give yours and then let's do a recap. Yeah. What I what I ate. Um, cauliflower wings uh, <laughs> largely okay, but there's a huge variation in size. <laughs> like it, it would be weird if you got chicken wings where like one of them was the size of a chicken and then the next one was the size of uh, I don't know like a dice um, and that's sort of what happens with the cauliflower wings you get enormous ones which are bad and smaller ones which are quite nice and crispy they, they've gone with their own brand hot sauce which is not a good choice just stick with Frank's or something that people know it was too watery and weird um, had some of that kind of vinegary punch but just you know come on just stick to stick to what you know your pizza people not not uh not chili sauce people come on um <laughs> camembert bites overall pretty nice there was a kind of weird watery juicy sort of explosion when you bit in i don't know quite why which but when you got over the initial unpleasantness of that they were quite tasty um there was like black <laughs> black sesame seeds in the <laughs> I really want you, Rich, to to just be like, I'd, I'd love Papa John's to be a full restaurant and imagine you as the waiter giving like, what would you recommend? So, well, I'd recommend this. I mean, once you get over the, the initial unpleasantness. Yeah, it's a bit like an eyeball popping in your mouth. There's a squirt of weird juice, but after that, you know, it's not too bad. Uh, so I'd recommend those. They're probably the best thing you can have out of these starters. <laughs> And I was conscious, similarly, that was the only thing I actually finished was the camembert bites. Um, but towards the end, even uh, of just, you know, that one sitting, uh, they were hardening up and getting a little bit less <laughs> enticing. Uh, I think just, uh, yeah, while they were hot, it was it worked. Um, I'm a man, I, I, in, in many, uh, there's a bit in Friends where um, Monica says to Joey, I'm making your favourite. And he goes, oh, fried fried stuff and cheese. And she's like, no, no, the other one. Oh, fried, fried cheese and stuff. Uh, and I am, I'm a, I'm a fan of fried cheese. Uh, if you, if you put, if you put a, a cheese in a, in a, a pastry parcel or uh, some sort of breading, uh, I'm going to be there. That's, that's the sort of man I am. Um, so that it, it worked for me. It worked fine. The angry Hawaiian was as expected. Pretty tasty. Pretty good. Um, I enjoyed their kind of pizza base more than last time. I don't know whether they've changed the recipe at all, but I was I was having a better time with my pizza this time than last time. Um, the spicy barbecue pulled beef <laughs> completely overloaded. Do you know, like when you buy a base and you make your own pizza at home, and mm. you, you could, sometimes the temptation is it was like, well, they're just being stingy by not having cheese all the way to the ends, um, and. Uh, <laughs> And like, why do they only put like three bits of pepperoni? I should put this whole packet. And what you end up with at the end is kind of an overloaded, soggy mess. It was a bit like that. <clears throat> Obviously not aided by that. The fresh tomato thing is just, I don't think it really works particularly well. Unless it's like the only thing on the pizza. <laughs> um, it just makes everything so soggy. Um, the sweet corn actually pulled its weight. It was a, a bit of a secret MVP in the uh, in the flavor palette. Um, so overall, I think that was probably my favorite bite of the night. But it was it was very much kind of like sh sort of shove it in, not think about to think about it too much, and and it kind of worked, even though it it was not a looker by any uh, stretch. 
<laughs> as as Ian Holloway, uh, you know, talked about, you know, sometimes you go, you want to, you want to, you know, you want to cop off. Sometimes you bag a minger, and uh, it was a bit of a minger, but it did the job. So there you go. That's I think that's probably a fair assessment of Papa John's in general. <laughs> Just bag it, bagging a minger. Bag a minger. So what, you've got you've got some more uh, bits and pieces to, to wait for us. Well, I, I just want to say, in, in comparison with this Sheffield Wednesday Papa John <laughs> performance, I mean the the chicken poppers. I said, you know, they dance between wonderful and yeah, and very base level, which I think is what we found in the group stages coming to then compared with uh, mm. the game against Hartlepool. Um, Papa John's is a second string. Is it no? Is a third, third string pizza outfit really, and that like this comprises with a third string football cup competition? Mm, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it's intriguing as well? It's so often been this competition a juxtaposition to how the team is faring in the league. So we've had bad weekends often in the league, and then things are lifted by a surprisingly good performance in mm. the cup. Mm-hmm. Now we've actually got a team that looks is playing well and doing well in the league. We turn up this absolute, you know, humdinger of a terrible performance in in the Papa John's Trophy. Intriguing. To round things up, Luke, how do you like this idea? We rate the cup in terms of one to five, uh, how many slices of the action you would like. And we rate the pizza one to five in terms of how many slices of the action you would like. Interesting. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so cup first. Mm. I'm Papa John and this is my football trophy. How many slices of this action do you want? <laughs> so you're asking me, Papa John, you've got five slices there and I can have as many as I like. I'll... Take as many as you like. Did I just say the N-word again? <laughs> I'm a hilarious character. And I can even have fractions of a slice. You can have fractions of a slice. <laughs> You can even I, chuck in that weird chili pepper thing that I didn't get this time at all. I did. Oh. I had a, a shriveled, poor excuse for a pepperoncini in, in one of my boxes. It's probably rotting in my fridge as we speak, or delaying the rotting of it, you know. Yeah. There we go. Um, I would probably, Mr. Papa John, for your pizza trophy, um, I would probably have one slice of the action for for overall and then i would probably tentatively have another half slice i think after i've had that first initial slice. okay one and a half out of five for the uh for the Mm -hmm. trophy i suppose that's fair it's really amazing how i sort of enjoyed it as a distraction and then when the results started to go against us just immediately just could not care less about this stupid (laughs) trophy like it just it was just like ah that the you, own goal from the own goal onward it just i just in you know talking about like eating while you you know while you follow mm. you know that feeling when you you're waiting for your bill you've had you've had your fill in a restaurant and somebody else gets like a sizzling plate of food and it makes you feel ill yeah. that's how that's immediately like yeah that's i'm done with this done with this stupid cup always hated it always hated it oh. always <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, chance to your friend and being like, "Oh, are you still seeing X person?" And they're like, "No, no, I'm we we split up." And like, "Oh, I hated them. Terrible." 
<laughs> always yes, happens. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Completely. But I, I always feel a bit like if I've had like a really bad meal and like watching Wednesday in his cup competitions, like because it's gone and it's gone out of our everything we've done and put into this yeah. is lost. It's not like a league. It's not like an accumulation. No. You're just, you're done from here. You kind of weirdly want to just undo being in the cup. Yeah. It's a bit like yeah. a bad meal. You're like, I, I wish I could have that calorie deficit back. Honestly, from half time onwards, all I was worried about was Windass getting injured. And I, I did text it to you. I didn't like him mm. running running after things or them tackling him. I just like, this is the worst thing that could happen out of tonight on top of this terrible performance. And then we, we a really important player. And then we brought Bannon, Hunt, and who was the third player we brought on at half time? Windass. Windass came on at half time. Windass. That's yeah. what, yeah. So that, second, that whole second half was just like, I don't want any of the good ones to get injured. Mm. So anyway, I, I think actually one and a half is a fairly fairly fair assessment. I mm. think I'll probably go along with that. Um, so on to the czar. Are you going to take on the role of Papa John again, Richard? Hey, I'm Papa John. I hope I didn't say the N-word too much. What about my pizza? How many slices of this action do you want? I just want to say, guys, like he's done, he's done zero method acting into this role like he's he's truly i've been papa john for the whole podcast we should <laughs> we should send this on to christian bale's agents so you can get some get some notes from you on this one <laughs> of the actual pizza papa john's i think i think mr mr john um i can manage <laughs> i can manage two slices of your pizza i'm <laughs> well thank you for your assessment how kind of you. <laughs> I hope I didn't daub a racial epithet on my face <laughs> whilst you were making your decision. <laughs> um, I would go, I think I'd go right down the middle. I think it's like, it's a work a day. It's far too expensive, but it's just like perfectly okay pizza. Then the, the problem is like, what benefit does it serve? Like, like well, it doesn't. <laughs> But that, that's a lot of them. That's Pizza Hut, um, yeah. which I guess is no longer... Is it even a sit-down restaurant in the UK anymore? You said that's... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I like it as a sit-down I restaurant. Would, I actually enjoyed one before uh, the Wigan match. I like the... I like the... I have fond memories of going with my dad um, as, a, as a young boy and him taking me and us getting, us getting a deep pan, uh, regular pizza with pineapple on. Your little cap on and your shorts. It comes out, you know, comes because it's pan pizza, isn't it? That's the thing yeah, that they're yeah. there for. But it, it it never translates to a delivery. It doesn't work as a delivery. It's terrible as a delivery. That cri- that crisp, that little crisp is gone. And then, but, yeah. and then Domino's is weird. Mm-hmm. Domino's is weird. I mean, Domino's is kind of good. Like it's Domino's always makes me reevaluate the purpose of Greece. Like <laughs> you have too much grease, you're like, no, that's way too greasy. It's just like sopping in grease. Yeah. But then Domino's just feels a bit too fresh and a bit too bland. Yeah. It, it needs a yeah. bit of oil there. Yeah. Something's but missing in that regards. So the, the, the clearly is a there's a Goldilocksian haunt which is like in between in between the, the two pole, the North Pole and South Pole of the greasy oh, North Pole of uh, Pizza Hut and the. Uh, Scaling the, complete, the greasy North Pole. The completely evaporated grease of uh, the dominant yeah. South Pole as well. Just to just to give us a festive fare. 
you know. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's and then like here we have we have Panago here. Okay. Which is okay. It's fine. Actually, yeah. maybe I'll prefer Panago at the most of those. But like Papa John's is just like, yeah, this is just it's not this is not a boutique pizza. No. Is it that much better than getting a frozen pizza, putting it in the oven? Y- yes, is the answer really. But is yeah, it? But is I, it? I think so. Frozen pizza is pretty naff, generally. Well, I'm not. I'm not including like San Marco in this. You know. Okay. I don't know. I think it's. You go for a more bougie. I think there's some more bougie frozen options that are Fair. a bit better. So. Well, there we go. Yeah. That's that. Our time with the coveted Papa John's trophy is over, and uh, for another year. Uh, hopefully we never have to play in it again or it gets a new sponsor. We put, a, put away our Papa John's toys. We put away our pizza slicer and co- concentrate wholesale on the Sky Bet League One. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mr. Sky Bet. How much do you... <laughs> <laughs> How much money should we throw at football? To to ruin people's lives with betting addictions. <laughs> should we should we completely fuse the DNA of football and gambling, or slightly fuse the the DNA of football and gambling? Um, on There's that an note, advert with Jeff Stelling. You like him, don't you? You like him, so he wouldn't he wouldn't make you spend too much money gambling and ruin your life, would he? Because he's nice. <laughs> Remember how he likes Hartlepools. He likes the monkey hangers. He loves the monkey hangers of Hartlepool's. He <laughs> likes that new badge and gambling. You should gamble. Uh, we should we should wrap this up, shouldn't we, Luke? Really, we should. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time, folks. This has been a weird week, but hopefully uh, we've managed to sort of have a bit of fun in there, despite the truly abysmal performance handed in by Wednesday. Um, but uh, yeah, wish you well for the lo- the week ahead, Luke, and uh, s- safe travels. As uh, w- we won't speak until you're back. No, on we terrific. will. No, I'm, I'm going to oh. next week. I'm planning to do the episode by. We're going to have a Lukey. Oh, you're going to be in the airport. Lukey G travel episode. Yeah, I'll be uh, creeping out, creeping out some lounge or some area. Well, you'll be in international space at that point, aren't you? Like, I think once you go over that line, you're you can basically do everything, can't you? It's like international waters. That's what it's what Tom Hanks told us, yeah. <laughs> uh, good old Tom Hanks. Right. Uh, well, yes, I'll speak to you then before you go. So I will tell you safe travels again. But safe travels to the airport. Thank you. Appreciate that. And in the uh, week. And in the week. Safe travels travel- to everybody. If you're yes. traveling this week, we want it to be safe. Mm, and aren't we all on the journey of life? So safe travels there as well. Uh, Cheerio. (laughs) See everybody. Bye-bye. And I've rubbed it on the plate.
PCR for Christmas. <laughs> I hope my results will be great. 